For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Goodbye, University. I got to say, I am super delighted that we get to play with Sophie Mahalko again. It's been a while since we've had the pleasure of your presence at GVU, Sophie, but it sure is fun to play with you again. Yay! I love coming to GVU. <laughs> hey, we have a lot of new members, actually, so oh. if you wouldn't mind doing um, like an intro like you do for strangers, sure. that would probably yeah. be good before we jump into today's topic, which is so cool. I'm really excited to learn about engaging pity parties as a way to release your yes. distance. But before yes. we do, will you say a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I, um, my name is Sophie, and I am what we call an access consciousness certified facilitator. Um, don't let the fancy name uh, fool you. I'm just a normal person. <laughs> I, um, let's see. What do I do? I give people tools to create what they want to create beyond what they think they want to create. I like to say it that way. So that um, I like to get you out of your mind. Um, in fact, in access consciousness, a lot of what we do is to get the mind out of the way. So a lot of what I'm going to talk about today is going to sound strange. It's going to Sound different, weird, maybe. I may also use uh, something called a clearing statement, which is a bunch of weird words that basically are meant to get the mind out of the way so we can change the energy of things. So in the law of attraction terms, it will be kind of matching the vibration of what you would like to create. So, yeah, I'm not a normal I've, person. And I've felt <laughs> I, I've felt the power of those clearing statements before. It's pretty amazing when you do that, yes. Sophie. Yes. So we'll definitely use them. So why PD parties? Um, a lot of times when I, you know, I love the law of attraction, and I'm probably one of the few access facilitators who actually uses law of attraction and access together because, to me, it's very similar and it enhances each other. Um and what I've noticed is that with the law of attraction, sometimes we are so focused on looking at um, what feels good and the um, downstream, right? So all the stuff that feels good, easy, we're so focused on that that we tend to avoid or never, never face, never look at the things that we don't want to have, the things that we feel are the, either the opposite of what we want to have or will prevent us from having what we want to have. And so I was really looking at that the other day because to me, when you are creating something and you're avoiding anything or you're not wanting to have anything, all you do is you're actually asking the universe to have more of that. Mm-hmm. So. One of the one of the tools that Gary gives us, Gary Douglas is the founder of Access Consciousness, so I'll mention his name over and over. But one of the tools he gives us, he says, when you want something, instead of saying, I want to create that, you will say, I do not want 
that. So, for instance, if you want more money, you will say, I don't want any money, I don't want any money, and you repeat it over and over. And what this does, first of all, the word to want is actually actually means to lack. It means that you're lacking something. So when we say, I do not want, we are actually saying, I do not lack. And the more you say, eventually, you'll be in a space where, wow, I actually don't have a need for money. I actually have, I'm actually now in the space, in the energy, in the vibration of having all the money that I desire. So it's, that's what really pity parties are all about, is looking at the things that you don't want to have, the things you want to push away, and owning it and being with it so that, the, so that that is not what you're creating. Does that make sense? It makes sense. But, Sophie, I wonder if you could address what many um, conscious creators are trained through law of attraction is that universe doesn't hear the words no, not, or don't. So when we say don't want, would, I know some people will be thinking, well, wouldn't the energy of want still be activated? Or is that a concept that access consciousness sees differently? Yeah, we definitely do see it differently. What, what happens is that when um, – Okay, so let's talk about affirmations, because I know that this is something a lot of people are familiar with. So I'm not someone for whom affirmation has ever worked. So I really looked at that a lot. And when I look at, for instance, when I say um, I love myself or I'm making a lot of money, there is that really weird, funky energy vibration attached to it because I know it's not true. I don't necessarily love myself. I don't necessarily have a lot of money. And I'm saying this in order to get over it. So when we're, when we're simply saying, I'm going to manifest a great relationship but we are in the habit of creating bad relationships. We're basically saying, we're basically saying to the universe, I, I'm going to, I don't want a bad relationship. And so basically we're just continuing creating a bad relationship because there's exactly. that energy with it. So you're saying it's more about the energy that we're flowing than the words that are associated, which I think yes. conscious creators are very well aware of that. Absolutely. So, that fits. Yeah, you guys are great at that. So, well, and, and you're not alone in, in that, you know, a lot of people yeah. will, will say affirmations have, have never been effective for me. So, But I love yeah. how you said, for me, rather than, no, affirmations don't work. I really like how you let everyone have their own experience, Sophie. Absolutely. That's something, I, if it works for you, keep using it. If it doesn't work for you, see what else you can create. That's really my motto for anything. So, absolutely. Um Okay, so I really want to start getting into PD parties because, okay, I don't know about you, Jeanette, but if somebody tells me, do this or do that, I'll be like, F you, I don't want to do this, and I don't want to do that. I'm kind of a rebel like this, okay? If I yeah, have I to do something, I don't want to do it. So if I tell myself, for instance, like my house is cluttered right now. So if I say to myself, I have to clean my house. I have to organize my house. Forget it. Forget it. It will never get organized. Mm -hmm. But if I completely give myself permission to be with the clutter, 
to really completely be with it with no judgment, but just be with it, that's where I can see what would actually work for me. There is no more resistance to the clutter. Therefore, I can now see what I'd like to create with the house. You know, I and think a lot of people experience this with food, too. You know, as soon yes. as you say, Can, can't eat this, or we're in marriages, can't sleep with anyone else, uh-huh. it, you know, what, what we resist persists. Exactly. And so if you keep saying, I can't have that, you're going to go and create that. You're going to go and keep having that because you're a natural rebel, 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 whatever it's called, and you just want to have what other people say you can't have. You're going to be like, I'm going to show them. Awesome. Now, give yourself permission to actually show them what you actually want to create. And that means looking at everything that you don't want to have. So, for instance, for food, if you look at a piece, if you look at food and say, oh, I can have any food I want. I can eat as much as I want. Anything I want. A lot of what I want. Look at what your body is going to pick. And you may start picking the greasy, sugary foods absolutely, but very quickly, your body will start actually showing you what it truly, really wants and desires. Because now you have no point of view about what is good or what is bad. It's like removing the rules around it allows us to come to our, opt- our sweet spot. Exactly. Personally, rather than following someone else's rules about what serves us best. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the one that I'm actually the most excited about is money because so many people want to create money in order to avoid being poor or having no money. And so when you really allow yourself to be with the energy of having no money, to be with the energy of being poor with no judgment and actually, okay, we're going to go a little bit further than that, and actually enjoying being miserable, enjoying begging, enjoying, enjoying having nothing, that's when you now can start creating money. Okay, so this is, this is an important distinction because in, in a lot of LOA circles, and I've done this many times myself, the advice we get is make peace with what is. You're not saying make peace with what is. You're saying, I'll let you repeat it. Allow yourself to have that thing you do not want to have. So allow yourself to be sick. Allow yourself to be miserable, ugly, lonely, poor, broken. All of that. I mean, okay, so, so you, have you ever seen a child who falls? If a child falls and hurts themselves, if they're by themselves and nobody notices, they'll get back up and go play again within seconds and minutes. If a, if a child falls and there's an adult around them that says, oh, are you okay? Forget it. Now there's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Why? Because yeah. the child is allowing themselves to not be okay, which means then now their body can actually use their capacity to heal very quickly and then allow them to go play again. But it's us adults that have decided that the healing process takes a certain time and we're the ones slowing them down. 
So it's the same thing with not having any money, for instance. It's like, okay, if I'm going to be okay with having no money, then I have now the possibility of creating a lot of money. But if I'm not okay with it, mm-hmm. then I'm going to have all these barriers that are going to require so much of my energy to hold in place, which means that I won't have enough energy to actually create money because I'm so focused on not not having money. That, that feels so key, Sophie. I hope everyone really caught that because I think that's <laughs> a potential game changer. It really is. It really is. And I, a lot of the work I do is about really noticing where your energy is and what you're pushing against so that we can take that back, basically, and not use it for something else. So, I mean, for me, like, after my divorce, a lot of the, a lot of the energy was I don't want to be alone. You know, I, I went and bought a house, and I was, you know, living by myself in this beautiful house half the time because half the time the kids are with their dad. So a lot of the energy was I don't want to be alone. And when I was like, you know what, I'll be fine alone. I'll be okay alone. It's actually not a big deal. Like I can totally enjoy this and be completely in the energy of alone. That's when people start showing up in my life. Did you have a process where you had a pity party for yourself about being alone? I did. Um, Okay, so I'm a big crier in life. And for for a long time, people made me wrong for it. Like they said, oh, you cry all the time. But I realized actually that's how I move so fast to everything because I allow myself to cry to get to the bottom of it and to cry and to be miserable right away and then I move on. So what I did is is when I went through my divorce and I realized that, you know, all these vows that I made and all these dreams that I had of going old with that person were gone, I completely allowed myself to get on the floor of my kitchen and cry until I couldn't cry anymore. And just have it. And any, and I didn't. I only did this alone because when, if I did it with somebody else, with a friend, they would try to stop it. Yes. And because they're so un- to, we're so uncomfortable with it, right? Of course. Like we, yeah. And e- almost especially in LOA world where we're trained, you know, positive vibrations rule. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's really why I I love talking about this because this is really a little bit different about like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the bottom I know I know it's gonna be okay I'm just gonna hit the bottom okay so I have to say Jeanette the reason why I'm saying this is because I don't necessarily believe in death like or I don't there's going to be something bad happening to me if I get to the bottom of it. Does that make sense? So I can cry. I'm not going to die because I'm going to cry. And I'm, I'm going to get up. I know at some point I'll get up. So the people that, that resist getting to the bottom of, of history and having a full pity party is people that that don't think they can get up again. So if that's your case, then look at the last time that you were really down, did you get up? Are you still alive? Are you okay? 
And then if you are, then you can give yourself permission to be down again. It's okay. You know eventually you'll get back up. The difference here is this is because we want to add back the energies that we've been using to hold in place something we don't want. Mm-hmm. And so this is what we're doing this. We're doing this in order to really completely let go and get ourselves back. Get all of ourselves back, okay? Okay. So, whew, everything that brought up, goodbye, bye, 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 that's the weird playing statement that I do. So when you have all this energy that comes up, like right kind of like freaking out a little bit on me. So what I'm doing is I'm asking for all this energy that was raised while I was talking to move. And the way I do that is all of this that came up while I was, I was talking about what I was talking about, will you please create and destroy all of that? And then good and bad, right and wrong, talk and bad, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. I'm not really going to go into the description of the clearing mm-hmm. statement. There's a website called theclearingstatement.com, and you can get all the information there. Right on. Okay. So, so what you're really what you're really inviting us to, Sophie, is to recognize that it's safe. It's okay for us to hit bottom, the place where we've been resisting. And, yep. and I know a lot of people turn to conscious creation as a way of because they don't want that, so they're trying to create yeah. something else. But it's really sourced from a don't want place. I've done this myself recently, where I recognize I was manifesting seven figures out of a frustration of a stagnant six-figure income. And that that resistance, so I know what you're talking about when you say you were going to release all this energy that we don't even realize has been tied up by not allowing ourselves to go where we're afraid to go or nervous to go. And and I recently wrote an article for an online magazine where I, I talk about how consciousness gives you permission to fail. Because when you're allowing yourself to be everything you want to be and have everything you want to have, it, failure is its not something that actually exists. It's just an experience of having something that's different than what you thought you were going to have. But if you have in your mind, I don't want to fail, you will never allow yourself to succeed. Success yeah. only comes... When you're being everything that you can be. So if you are holding so much energy against failure, all you're going to experience is either mediocre success or failure. So I actually, like, you know, I don't know if you know this, Jeanette, about me, but I, in December, I quit my job and I am now fully an entrepreneur and, and doing my own business. Woo-hoo! Yeah, and so it really took me having to be okay. You know what? I'm actually going to fail. I actually want to fail. This is going to be awesome. I'm going to fail. And like totally being with that and actually being, wow, this is so much more fun than if I tell myself I have to And liberating. I mean, yeah. I can feel how much energy yeah. gets freed up when you're not when you're not trying not to fail or 
exactly, exactly. It was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so much fun now. So I know you you used to have um, challenges in making videos, right? You used to. Oh, sorry. You used to have. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. You, Jeanette, you used to have challenges in making videos. When I when I uh, oh years ago. I still do they have not gone okay. away <laughs> okay so one of the things that I noticed because I make a lot of videos and they're not all pretty and they're not all great but one of the things that I've noticed is a lot of people don't want to make the videos because they don't want to make bad videos okay true story. so instead of making a video and seeing what happens with that video they already decide. I'm not going to make a video because I don't want it to be bad, which means that if it was good, it would never be out anyway. That really sucks for the world, but that's okay. <laughs> so here's the thing that's interesting about bad videos. Nobody watches bad videos. People <laughs> don't have the time to watch a bad video. If they open a video and they don't get their attention is not caught within seven seconds of the video starting, they will go do something else. Nobody will watch a bad video. But yet, so many people prevent themselves from making a video because they don't want to make a bad video. So it's like, make a bad video. I know for me, if I, if I decide I'm going to make a good video before I start making a video, I can tell you my video is going to suck. If I tell myself, I wonder what what that video is going to be about. I wonder what's going to come out of that video. Or even better, oh my gosh, I really don't want to make that video. I tell you, those videos are awesome. Did you see my little video when, that I did right after I got out of the shower in my towel? <laughs> did you know? I, I remember this one. And Sophie, I'm thinking, oh, I, I mean, you're, I guess you were, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 Probably no, one go of ahead, your most ahead. popular videos ever, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, but I'm like half naked with my hair wet. And, you know, and I'm like, I'm making this video in my mirror with the camera behind me. Everybody can see everything. And I'm like, it's one of my best videos. Okay, so in Law of Attraction circles, you know, we are well trained to set intentions in advance for what we want, you know, point ourselves in the direction we want to go uh -huh. before we start something. So so how is that? Because um, I, I, what I'm hearing you say is that might not be a habit that serves us. Fully. No, so, no, what I've noticed with intentions, so if the intention is, is – Sticky, what I would say sticky. So if the intention is like it has to be that way and it cannot be another way, that's when we're going to actually kind of not create what we want to create. If the intention is that way, but I wonder what else is possible. So it kind of opens up to, toward more possibility, toward more creation. Those in, intentions, quote unquote, actually create great things. So for me, it was like, oh, my gosh, I have an idea. I want to do it now. I wonder what's going to get created. I'm just going to do it. So my intention was I'm going to create this because I want to. And that created so much more. And the great thing is that it's very short sentences. So even if you don't speak English, you understand what I'm saying. 
And in France, it's one of the most popular access videos because people love to hear me say those things and do those things in front of my mirror. So You, you know, it feels kind of like what you were talking about with that the freedom that we experience and the energetic integrity when we are willing to fail. It kind of feels like that's part of the magic that you're talking about. Exactly. Here. Exactly. So when you do something and you, you're willing to have all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly, that's when people can start relating to you. They start, they start seeing themselves in you and they want to listen and pay attention and actually get something that inspires them. But if you have already decided what it look good looks like, what feel good looks like or sounds like, that's when actually less people are going to relate because that's only your version and it's only going to be for one moment, not for, mm. not for a really big amount of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I gotcha. So it, to me, I'm much more interested in creating a lot more possibilities than the, that specific thing that I had decided needed to be created. Um, so like, for instance, when I decided to come visit you in Salt Lake City, I didn't realize that eventually it was going to create one of my biggest access classes. And so my intention was to come visit you, and the result was something a lot greater because I was Mm – and the second time around, I didn't even get to see you. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So so the intention was there, but it was more like – an invitation for the universe to deliver something even greater. Not that it would not have been great to see you, but <laughs> but I I was open to whatever showed I up. get it. It is. It's an openness, yeah. and there's there's a yeah. I, energetic integrity is the word that keeps coming up because there it's free of resistance. Yes, completely free of resistance. So so be, I want to really give you guys this because. In my last telecall, we had so much fun looking at that. But to me, it's like you've got to have fun with this. So how much misery, how much pity party can you take? So, like, for instance, I'll tell my friends, if I don't feel good in the morning, I'll allow myself to not feel good. So I'll stay in my pajamas. I will not take a shower so I can think as bad as I can. I'll, you know, wear the worst, biggest clothes. I'll, you know, I'll, my, my, I'll keep my house messy. So I'll have a real pity party. And can I tell you that usually within an hour, I am up, I am ready, I look good, I am doing everything that's on my to-do list. But if I, if I don't allow myself to have that, whatever it is, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, half a day of pity party, I will never create more because I, I would keep pushing. Yeah, go ahead. Would this be a good time to talk about the actual like structure or what a pity party looks like? Because when you're talking about the time frame yes. of it, I know some people are nervous that, uh, you know, if they, if they let themselves go into this energy, they'll never come out of it. Okay, so everywhere that you guys have decided that you don't have enough power to get over the worst energy possible, would you please uncreate and destroy all of that times a gazillion? Good and bad, right and wrong, fuck and fat, all nice, for sure, send out. Woo, baby. All of that. So, okay. 
Is that is that an echo? Did we just pick up an echo? I think it's somebody who has noise in the background. I got it. I am coming oh, to my yeah. dashboard. She's, oh, there she, we go. She muted. She We're muted. Covered. Okay. Um. So okay. So here's here's how it goes. You acknowledge something, and you acknowledge. Okay. Well, actually, let's look at what you're creating in your life and what you'd like to have. And let's look at the areas that are not to the level that you would like to see them at yet. So it could be relationships, body, money, business, you know, house, whatever it is. So you look at it and you're like, okay, what, what am I resisting here? What is it that I don't want? Okay. So, for instance, I look at my house and I'm like, okay, I don't want clutter. I don't want, I keep pushing against clutter. Okay. What happens is I create more clutter. So then what I'll have to do is I'll have to allow myself to have all the clutter that is required to have. So last, uh, not last weekend, but the weekend before last, my kids were here. So I just did not ask them to pick up anything. I let them put their clothes on the floor. I let them put, leave them put, uh, leave food on the kitchen table. I let them just do it. And my daughter was like, oh my gosh, can I put those, those dishes in the sink? Like, because I let them <laughs> do that, she started picking up the stuff in the kitchen. She started cleaning up. She couldn't stand it anymore because I didn't have a point of view about it. I allowed all the clutter in the house. She started cleaning up. And I said, oh, wouldn't it be fun? Wouldn't it be fun if we actually got rid of the toys you guys don't use to? New toys can come in? Oh, yeah, that would be fun. But if I had been yelling at them or pushing them all day long for cleaning up their toys, they would never have agreed to start looking through the old toys. So instead, I just let them have the mess, step on things. I have a daughter who keeps stepping and bump and bumping into all her clutter. I let her do that. So that eventually, huh, okay, cool. I have that. What else is possible now? We allow ourselves to have as much clutter as we want. So you have to get to, to really be okay with that thing that you don't okay. want. Okay. Are we doing it with, like, pity or are we just doing it no. and it feel it feels however it feels it feels how it feels because i so, know one of the things i've been resisting is um you might know this about me sophie because this has been yeah. an old vibration that i've made some progress on but uh challenges with my support and it happens professionally okay. personally medically so I've been resisting and consciously manifesting better support. So would my pity party look something like just being able to revel and delight in whenever? Because what I've been doing is just, you know, really celebrating wherever it is, trying to notice what's going right, you know, typical LOA stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so I would be like, Jeanette, you're so bad at picking support, man. You are terrible. Look at that. making me laugh just to hear you say this. Exactly. So if you like, it's really about about kind of making fun of ourselves. I got like, it. Wow, I'm so bad at picking people to work for me, or I'm like, so bad at finding like the right job. Like there's a lightness. Term. 
in the allowing yeah. of it. Exactly. You go for the lightness. So it's really like, ah, oh, okay. So I'm just going to acknowledge how, like, if, if ladies, single ladies that go on series of dates, wow, I am really the best at finding the worst dates possible. <laughs> I actually could write a whole sketch show about it, you know? So, so really align yourself to be that thing you don't want to be. And once you allow with that, no, Sophie, do we do it with no expectations of it shifting? Because it kind of feels like if I'm doing this in order to make it go away, I'm not really doing it. Yeah. No, no, no. Any expectation should get, get out of your life. If you have any kind of expectations, get rid of it. Expectations will never create anything. So get rid of expectations. And the I know every deliberate. deliberate creator on the line is going, what? <laughs> Because, okay. you know, we're so well-trained to believe in our expectations. That's how our, that's what our world unfolds from, our thoughts, beliefs, and expectations. Yeah, but the problem is this, right? So it, you, you're going to create a great parking spot. But are you really going to create the million dollars in the bank account? If, or you're going to create, you know, $50,000 in the bank account. But are you going to create $500,000? Because if you have an expectation... You're only going to create what your mind can conceive, meaning oh. what you have experienced either from the past or from others. So you're never going to create anything exciting or fun. I, I get how what you're saying is that our expectations in a way are limiting because our expectations cannot possibly match what's truly possible for us. Exactly. Because, you know, the universe wants so much more for us than we actually are asking for. Yep, I get that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like instead of manifesting a a parking spot, manifest a a driver, you know. Which one would be more fun? (laughs) I get it. All right. Thanks, Sophie. Which one would be more fun? So, okay. So... We Yeah, we go and, and have fun with it, just be like, huh, okay, I'm the worst parent. Okay, this is my favorite. I always find that I'm resisting being a bad mother, but so when I say, oh, my gosh, I'm the most terrible mother in the world, that's when finally, like, my kids are happy, my kids are doing well in school, my kids are picking up after themselves, that's when it happens, if I allow myself to be the worst mother in the world. And this isn't just in your mind, right? Like, this isn't just a mental experiment. You're you're letting that happen in, like, real life? You have to play with your body on this. The body has to be involved. So for me, everything that I just talked about, I have to sense it in my body. So it's like, like when I say I'm the worst mother ever, I can feel, okay, like kind of like, oh, I'm the worst mother ever. Kind of like bending my back and letting go of my hands. Oh, I just give up. I'm the worst mother ever. Like I can really feel it with my body. Play with your body. Did you just say I can sell it with my body? No, feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, I like this because Aretha has talked before about, you know, how you kind of even she gets into it physically, like stomping around like, woe is me kind of routine. Exactly. I mean, everything, everything that we do, our bodies want the best for us. Our bodies are like our best 
partners, but we often stay in our heads and don't involve our bodies, which then does not create anything. So you gotta, you gotta involve the body for everything you're doing, involve the body. Even for the clutter, bump into things. For the, you know, for me, it's like, <laughs> if I have to cry, that's one of ways my body to let go. I allow myself to cry or, I mean, um, everything. Like I just really use, use your body. That's why I say don't take a shower. Be stinky for a little bit. If you need to feel miserable, if you need to have a pity party with yourself, use your body in any way that you can. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I love this. Do we still have Sophie with us? We may have lost Sophie. Maybe this is a good time for me to field any questions from people who are dialed in. Comments, experiences. How many of you does this like sound like completely contrary to everything we've ever learned in conscious creation? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I do in the sense, yeah, because um, uh, the way the way you, you teach it, Jeanette, is is um, you know obviously um, do whatever makes that. you feel. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. No worries, Sophie. I was just uh, soliciting comments and yeah. questions, and Guillaume was sharing. A, um, I'll, I'll let you finish your comment, Guillaume. Yeah, just just a quick one. Um, it's just, it's just like the, the way the way you you teach, uh, Jeanette, is um, when when you want something, um, you just ask for it once, and then do whatever makes you feel. Um, the first thing you do is do whatever makes you feel feel better, makes you feel good. Mm. You know, and and I could tell the way Sophie was saying like. Like when she was pretending to be me, saying, "I picked the worst support systems." I, I, I'm smiling even just as I repeat it. Like I can feel the relief in there. There's relief from not trying to resist that anymore. I, I, I so get this. I know for some people this might seem kind of contradictory to what we practice as conscious creators, but I don't think it is. It's not, because when you guys say conscious creators, that means you're being aware of all of this. So if you're really a conscious creator, you've got to be aware also of the the stuff you don't want. But if you're just going to look at what it is you want, you're not being conscious. Hmm. I like that way of thinking about it. <laughs> Consciousness includes everything and rejects nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is like one of my favorite things right now is to do this. I've had so many people who have had breakthroughs when I work with them one-on-one with this that actually they get to create so much more because they have so much more energy available to them after that. You know, Sophie, I think a lot of people leave LOA circles because they have interpreted the instruction that they're supposed to feel good 24/7. They aren't making room for any of this, and and that it it doesn't work. It isn't appealing. It isn't fun. I don't think it's even possible. So I think some people misinterpret the the message that um, some LOA teachers are passing along, and this, to, this which is one reason why I love yeah. uh, your willingness to put a spotlight on this aspect of it. Yeah. I, I think um, the difference is that some people are convinced 
that if they go there, if they go to the worst case scenario, if they go to what it is they're resisting, then that's where they're going to get stuck. But it's actually the opposite. When you go there, that's when you start having freedom. When you go there, it's actually when you have ideas, when you, okay, so you know how like our best ideas come when we are in the shower? Yeah. Okay, so that's because in the shower, we're not trying to be or do or have anything. We're just being, right? So we are allowing all energy to come to us when we're in the shower. We're not resisting anything in the shower. That's when we have our best ideas. So if you want to have a best idea and you are tired of taking five showers a day, go to the bottom of what it is you're resisting and watch out. It will flow, baby. So Love even that. like, like for instance, okay, so artists or, or writers, you know, writer's block. Okay, so the reason why people have writer's block is because they're so, they, they have to write. You have to write for an hour or two hours or whatever. That is so much pressure on yourself. What if you're like, you know what, today I'm not writing a word, not one word, and then suddenly you have like all this stuff that's flowing to you. Because you are allowing yourself to just not write, not mm-hmm. do it, you know? And releasing the resistance in the process to not writing. Exactly. Uh, people that, okay, falling asleep at night. People that have a hard time falling asleep at night, I would say fifty oh, percent of them is because they they have told themselves they have to go to bed at a certain time, otherwise they won't be up or well the next day. But the problem is they're resisting that. They're resisting going to bed because they have to go to bed. So and, and resisting being awake. I've experienced this myself where, you know, we're so well trained about how important sleep is. Yeah. It wasn't until I heard Deepak say something like, you know, even if you're just laying in bed, your body's still getting rest, even if you're awake. And it took pressure off to sleep, and I got, I started sleeping better. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I started telling myself, okay, uh, that's fine. I'm just going to be up, and then I will fall asleep way before I usually fall asleep. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to stay up, and then vice versa, you know. So, and my, I mean, honestly, with my kids, I do it all the time. If I want them to do something, I tell them to, to do the opposite. You know, so, I just wrote a blog post on this, Sophie, on um, how yeah. manifesting is like the, the Chinese finger trap, you know? Like, mm-hmm. when you try and pull out of it, it just gets tighter. It's by going in that you release yourself from it. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, oh, my gosh, it's... So losing weight, if you are, if you're focused on losing weight and you are so against gaining weight, what usually happens? You gain weight. Yep. So if you allow yourself, if you allow your body, not yourself, your body to gain as much weight as it wants to gain, your body will start showing you what to do to be the shape and the size that it wants to be. So it's I love how powerful that is. Yeah. So many of us are trained that, you know, we're what good health is, you know, good diets and exercise and um and we don't we don't actually involve our body in the process. We're it's all coming no. from a, 
expert nutrition. Yeah, our bodies are screaming at us all the time. I mean, if you have headaches, if you have stomach pains, back backaches, your body is screaming at you to listen to it. That's all it is. Um, I, you know, I, I was in a terrible st- uh, pain one day with my stomach. And my mom tried to like give me all kind of medicine for my stomach, and I was like, nope, it doesn't want this, it doesn't want that, it doesn't want this, it doesn't want that. And finally, I was able to communicate with my body, and my body just wanted to go to the bathroom. Mm. That's it. But it, uh, it was <laughs> anyway. It's so easy, and we make it so hard. <laughs> so, and, so. I'm just so excited now. I think we should do like a whole video series about like pity parties for the body and pity parties for business. And I love that. Anything like, I wonder if anybody here has something they're resisting that they would like to ask me how to do a pity party about. No one has any questions? Well, this is Larry, and I have one, but I thought it might be too technical for the talk. Go ahead. Uh, but mine has to do with keeping track of, of uh, I'm easily taken wrong, and it has to do with left brain, right brain stuff, kind of hard to even explain to myself. And uh, so I tried to get the hang of when people take me wrong, what's happening, because I was always lost once it started, it's like, I don't have a clue anymore. You know, I knew what I was saying, but I'm working so hard to follow what somebody's hearing. I don't remember what I was going to say in the first place. Right. And uh, so, uh, at a certain point, then I started violating the law of attraction with it, which, because my original law of attraction stuff wasn't from the book; it was from me uh, learning from my own experience. And so my original ideas were closer to the talk today uh, than they are what you get watching Abraham. And I've wrestled with this issue of why does my old philosophy and Abraham seem to differ so much. Uh, But anyhow, back to what I was saying. In the course of keeping track of of what other people are doing that I don't Uh want them to do, uh, it was a problem that not only... Not only was it confusing, but anything I normally did to fix it also caused another problem. So I was pretty pretty much without tools, yet I felt like an idiot doing nothing and trying to accept the situation. And even if, even trying to accept the situation, that bothered my own rules of it's hard to have a pity party about it when you don't even know what it is that you have a pity about. Right. Uh, and uh, and so I had a ton of... That's where my abilities all kind of crashed, is that I seemed to really need to know where am I at in order to be able to hold it without focusing on it and, and, then, and then focus on what I wanted. Uh, but then I don't have that... When I do it that way, I don't have the split thing you were talking about earlier about... Uh, Wanting meaning lack, because uh-huh. my wanting was simply, you know, if I want a cup of coffee, it's just focused on a cup of coffee. It wasn't 
it was about the end result. It wasn't about staying in the... Well, it's, it's part of how I learned to think, but, you know, as a kid, you know, I worked with, you know, in school they said, don't think of pink elephants. And so it tripped me up, and I worked on it, and I decided, okay, I'll think about a green frog, and that'll cover it. And I've practiced not getting stuck there, but I sure was around a lot of people where any don't was like telling them to do. <laughs> and I I tried deliberately using reverse psychology where everybody could tell what I was doing, but it was like if I don't want you to step on that thing over there, I'll say, make sure you step on that thing over there. Uh, and it worked better than telling them don't. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So you give them permission. It, yeah. So when it comes to making a science of this and having it be like laws, what are the rules and whatnot, I haven't seen that, and it, and without that, you can't compete with the ideas from law of attraction and, and try to debug it. But I I think in order to make it a science, you'd have to throw in the effort focus and the non-effort focus and certain left-right brain things like that in order to get it clear because what works, if you're identifying with your thinker, uh-huh. and so there's an ego in place that's not there if you're a doer, well, I should. it's, it's the two kinds of doers because one's following the book kind of a doer and the other one's just using their natural second nature kind of a doer. And they're going to operate differently, so it's where it's where something's going to cause a split energy or not, depending right. on which side of the fo- brain focus you have. And so it, it gets a little more complicated. And I certainly have a, don't have it worked out, but like I said before, you know, last week or two, uh, the, my old book that I didn't think I could ever write, but the title of it would have been. The power of negative thinking, and uh, <laughs> for Abraham now it would be the amazing power of negative thinking, because she puts amazing in her title. Uh, but it had to do with the things you're talking about today, and and me trying to work it out. But I was in the process of shifting myself from a left brainer to a right brainer. What if you could be both? Well, sure, I. Uh, yeah, I do both. Uh, and the only explanations that I was used to was in Carlos Castaneda where he talks about the first attention, the second attention, and then the third attention is a combination of the two. And it's, so it's sort of like where you get the two sides to get along and then there's a teamwork between the two. But he didn't go into it uh, in that detail. And um, and so Carlos, who's a pretty much left brain person, and hung up on those conflicts, uh, you know, wrote it. And so it's all sort of catered to how a left-brainer stumbles trying to learn right-brain things. Um, along you with know, the teachers in there. And, and, and it, it gets to be more than anybody really wants to handle. It's interesting because I'm having a difficult time right now with all the conversations around introverts and extroverts. Uh-huh. Because I find I've always defined myself as an extrovert, but recently I find a lot of joy in being by myself, and I get a lot of energy out of it. So I feel that those labels like introverts, extroverts, right brain, left brain, actually limit our capacity 
instead of giving us more. So I don't even talk about thinking or doing. I actually talk about being because for me, being includes all of it. Mm-hmm. I like that. Well, that's what I was, I mean, my version of that, which I've wondered if I've, there's always the what am I missing? Uh, they could throw a big monkey wrench in anything I think I figure out. But uh, when I do what I do, like pick up the cup, I'm doing. But what I'm thinking, that's also something I do. So it's easy from that perspective to keep track of thinking and doing. But um, it's not so easy in pure uh, left brain terms to to distinguish it. I don't know. It, it's messy, and in, in the, in the, it's it's what causes clarity. Uh, so what? The law of attraction what? seems to be catered more to people who want to memorize the answer and then do the answer. And, so what, do you, uh, what do you feel you're resisting most? Uh, well, my resistance that I started off talking about, and I think I got lost, was in keeping track of the pattern that I see when things don't go well. There was in, I did enough focusing on this pattern that I didn't want that I have this pattern that follows me around. And makes so my day miserable. So I blew it on the law of attraction side out of pushing myself too far on the keeping track of what is side. And it, it, it definitely bothered me right. emotionally and ego-wise as well because it violated my original ideas of of how all this stuff worked, which is closer to what you've been presenting today. So, yeah, so what if uh, your pity party was, I can never remember the pattern that worked for me. I am so bad at remembering what works for me. It's hard for, you know, at a certain point, the part of me that keeps track of what am I doing uh, gets worn out. And so at, at a certain point of going through the emotion and, and, and wearing myself out a little bit, it's like by the time I try to deal with the emotion of it, it's hard for me to remember, well, what is the situation that my emotion is about? And yeah. I, get stuck, I get stuck in my own uh, lack of clarity uh, because I'm basically trying to handle too much at once. Yeah, um, and I I actually really tell people like that in this situation, what if you never had clarity on anything? What if your pity party was, I'm never clear about anything? Ooh, well, I can feel the power in a here, certain, Sophie. At a certain point of that, it's a little bit like, okay, I'm going to jaywalk across the street with my eyes closed, and if I get run over, uh, I'll accept that. Because at a certain point of not keeping track, that's the kind of life I'm living, is one that's pretty much random, uh, <laughs> relying on luck to get me through or something. Uh, and so it... it it seems to go to an extreme of detachment that well, it's not I, comfortable. I hate to interrupt, but we're about the top of the yeah. hour. Um, but, Larry, I really like Sophie's invitation to just let that be the pity party. That might be something worth worth playing with. But, yeah. Sophie, I, yeah. I really wanted you to have a chance to tell people who might this might be their first exposure to you and your work, 
where we can catch up with you online to the other things that you're doing and get more of you. Yes. So actually, right now is a really good time for that. <laughs> uh, SophieMihalko.com. That's S-O-P-H-I-E-M-I-H-A-L-K-O.com. If you click on coaching, you can book a one-hour complimentary session with me to see what where you at and where you want to go and what that would take. So that's um, that's currently what I'm offering. I only have a few spots left, so. If you are interested in that, I would go ahead and book a session now. Um, and I have a YouTube channel who is demanding a lot of attention. So please go to my YouTube channel, Sophie Mihalko, and watch all these fun little videos that I have on there. One of the, one of the, I haven't done one on pee parties yet, but one that's similar to that is the one about doing what I'm most afraid of which was like I, I filmed myself going on this little tiny piece of wood. Anyway, climbing, I'm kind of afraid of heights, so I was climbing on this piece of wood. So it's kind of fun, and it's, it's, it's fun little videos. So if you want to find me online, YouTube and my website are the best places. But thank you well, so much, Jeanette. I love being with GVU well, people. I, and I was just going to say we're lucky to have you here at GVU. Thank you for bringing your magic to us again. It really is unique. You always bring us a good time, and uh, I always feel expanded after spending time with you. So thank you, my friend. How does it get any better than that? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thanks to everyone who joined us for this conversation. I hope you all got something out of it as well. And Sophie, looking forward to playing with you again soon. Thank you, Jeanette. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, Sophie. Bye, Jeanette. Thank you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.